0: Good morning and happy new year. I chose Luke chapter 12 as source of my brief exhortation this morning as we prepare for the new year contemplating what God has done for us and what uh, what he will do for us in the next year but let's uh let's take a quick look at Luke 12 and I'm gonna start at verse 15 first. Luke 12 and verse 15 this is the parable of the rich man But let me back up to verse 15. Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then Jesus spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a rich man yielded plentifully, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? And so he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. One of our little two-year-olds was down at the store, and as mama was running through the store, he kept saying, I want this, I want that. I want this, and I want that. Mama kept saying, no, that's not for you. That's not for you, and that's not for you. He got back into the car he said, when I was in that store, I wanted everything. Isn't that the way we are as well? It's amazing how little children reflect uh, their hearts on the outside, and most of us have learned how to, you know, conceal our true motives or the things that we're thinking of in our hearts. And so this morning, I'd like to be sure that all of us are very transparent, especially as we come into a time of confession of our sins. Uh, The most important thing is that we are very honest with ourselves, who we are, where we are, and what we are thinking. So let's get back into this parable. Jesus said, beware of covetousness. And then he said, remember that the sum of your life is more than all of this material stuff. Now, The two questions I think Jesus is bringing to us this morning, the first of which is this, what would you do if this were your last day on earth? Most of us probably aren't thinking about dying tonight. Certainly the rich man was not thinking he was going to die. He had what he thought to be a very fruitful life and a good time ahead of him, that he would enjoy all the good things of this life, and so he didn't think that he was going to be... Losing his life that that night, that evening. So uh, let's uh, consider this ourselves. I think most Americans, or many Americans, think in terms of a bucket list. That is the things that they want to do before they die. So if this is your last day on earth, what would you do if this uh, was it? What would you do today? What would you do this afternoon? What would be the priorities of your life today? God calls this man a fool because... He was going to lose his soul and he wasn't expecting to do so. Uh, And and Jesus, of course, said in a different area of scripture, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Gain the whole world, still not enough for your own soul because the soul has an eternal value to it. All right, so the first question is what would you do if this were your last day on earth? The second question, question I think that uh, is posed to us in this parable is what is the most important thing in your life? What is the big passion of your life? What what excites you more than anything else? This is where I want all of us to be uh, very honest. What is it that really animates us? The two things that the world concerns itself with more than anything else and I think you find that in the parable of the rich fool. The first is this. I want to make money for me. And I will do this. And I will do that. There's a me-centricness about this man. So on the one hand, he wants to make money. But why? To spend money on me. So there's two things that consume the average person today. is that is They want to make money for themselves. And then they want to spend money on themselves. Those are the two things that are so important for the average American. It's all about the here and now, and it's all about me. So, that's the perspective of those who don't con- concern with God and they're not concerned for their own souls. So, what the scriptures is bringing to us this morning is number one, that we should be concerned for our own souls and realize that, uh, that eternity is right around the corner. That eternity is tonight. So we as Christians, we don't say, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, or tomorrow we don't exist anymore, but actually we live for eternity. We live today for eternity. We live like 2024 is the last year of our lives. This is it. This is the end. And so we have one year to go, or January is the last month of our lives. So we live with a perspective of eternity right around the corner. And the sufferings of this present age is not worthy to be compared with the glory that awaits us. There's something far more. If you took the ratio of eternity and put it upon the next ten years of your life, you wind up with infinity. So if you divide one by the other, you're going to wind up with infinity. So this, uh, this world is so fleeting, it's just like a blink of the eye. It's, it's gone just like that. I'm amazed at how quickly my shirts wear out. I was thinking of that this morning. Uh, my shirts used to last a lot longer, but now it seems like they're... i got to throw them away much sooner than I ever did, but that's because I'm realizing that this life is so very, very short and everything's speeding up, which is the way it works after you're 50 years old. So the first thing for us is that eternity is really important. And so in the year 2024, we are going to live for eternity. Every day of our lives will be spent with a a realization that eternity is right around the corner. Whatever we schedule on any given day, uh, we'll begin with the presupposition that eternity is happening tonight. And, uh, And we're that close to eternity right here. Okay, the second thing that Jesus encourages us to in this passage or exhorts us to is to be rich towards God. So what is it to be rich towards God? This man was concerned with his own material well-being. Making money was very important to him, and enjoying that money was a priority for him. But what is, uh, what is important to Jesus? What is the priority to our Lord today is this idea of being rich towards God. So what is it? I, I want you to meditate on this for the next, uh, next year. Think about what it is to be rich towards God, collecting all this wealth. Uh, in a Godward direction. So, being rich towards God is to be rich in Godwardness, not mewardness. The problem with this man is he's all about himself. He was concerned about gathering all of these riches for himself. And, and rather, Jesus is encouraging us to, to gather all of our resources and all of our life and all of our perspectives and priorities in our lives in a Godward direction. That is the focal point of our lives. And so I want you to really consider this morning the focal point of your life. What does that look like? What is the thing that matters most? What is your priority? Well, may it be to be rich in Godwardness. Godwardness. What does that mean? Well, again, it's to, to, to be concerned with God to be thankful to God, to be praising God, and most importantly, to be reliant upon God. This man was reliant upon himself. He wasn't concerned with God at all, and his actions were not Godward actions. So the encouragement this morning is let us be Godward in all of our actions, that all of we're, we're doing in our lives is done for the glory of God, for the purpose of honoring God more than anything else, for love for God, with a passion for God's kingdom. James 2 and verse 5 refers to this, this kind of wealth. He's comparing the, the rich and the poor within the congregation. That's gathering together. Now, most of us are pretty rich compared to uh, what uh, those folks were dealing with back then. But James 2 and verse 5 tells us uh, this. Listen, my beloved brothers. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him. So the idea is that we are to be rich in faith. Uh, a lot of folks want to save money, so they won't have to be God-reliant. This is one of the major reasons why folks will gather to, together their, their savings and such, because they, they don't want to be God-reliant Their goal is to be increasingly self-reliant. And they want to increasingly see themselves as the source of their wealth. And their genius and their hard work is the source of their wealth. And these people are poor towards God because they are not God-reliant. But the God-believing man, the God-trusting man, is all about God-reliance for his daily bread. So let me wrap it up this way this morning. What is it all about for you, what is life all about? For you, uh, this this year, how are you going to be different from the rich fool? Will you be rich towards God, more faithful in worship, more attached to worship, excited for worship, more believing in God, more reliant upon God? Which is manifested mainly by an increased prayer life. You begin to pray without ceasing. You look to God on a regular basis, will you have more love for God, more love for Christ? How will your life be different as a result of this exhortation this morning? How will your life be different seeing that the rich fool went to hell and burned in hell forever and ever? How will your life be different? How will you reprioritize your life, and how will this god word affect every day in the year 2024 in your life? Is it all about you or is it living life in constant dependence upon God and thankfulness to God and love for God and doing all that you do as unto the Lord? And in realizing that as you're dependent upon God, God is pouring out all these blessings upon you so everything you receive is a gift from God and then you want to... Receive that and then give it back to Him in praise and thanksgiving and tithes and offerings and, uh, and then giving to others the things that God has given to you. So now you see your entire life as a, a continuum of reception of the gifts of God, of praise to God and a distribution of God's gifts to others as well. Is, is that Your life, is that what characterizes your life, especially on Monday morning when you're off to work to make more money or to spend more money? What is the focal point of your life in 2024? And what will you do if this was the last day in your life? What will you do on the best day of 2024? What will you do on the worst day of 2024? when you lose everything that you have, you lose all of your children in a burning building or whatever it might be, will you at that point say, the Lord has given, the Lord has taken away from me, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Will you worship? Will you fall down on your face and worship God on the best day of 2024 or the worst day of 2024? What will you do? Are you god word or are you me word? Is it all about me? Or is it all about God and giving glory to God in 2024? Uh, That's my exhortation as we head off into the new year. Now, let's take a moment and humble ourselves before God. We just read from Psalm 95, we will bow down before God and worship, we'll kneel before the Lord, our maker. Uh, We just said that, so I encourage you to, to worship God right now, to humble yourself before God, to see yourself in relationship to Almighty God, who has gifted us so much, let's humble ourselves before God, let's confess our sins, let's kneel before Him, and let's uh, say this prayer of confession together. Together now. O oh, our merciful Father in heaven, to You we lift up our souls. Remember, O oh Lord, Your tender mercies and Your steadfast love. For they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of our youth, nor our transgressions. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon our iniquity, for it is great. Show us your ways, O Lord. Teach us your paths. Lead us in your truth, for you are the God of our salvation. Deliver us, O God, from all the troubles that our sins have brought upon us We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.